Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we are thankful that we can study your word. Your word is lamp unto our feet and light unto our paths. So illuminate our mind and bless us with thy wisdom so we can truly understand your character through the word. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we touched on never should the Bible open without the prayer. So we need, we need to pray. And then Ellen White's word, uh, Desire of Ages, page, page 83, it would be well for us to spend a thoughtful hour each day in contemplation of the life of Christ. We should take it point by point and let the imagination grasp each sin, especially the closing one. So what we are going to do is we are going to take a portion of the gospel and then go through it. And uh, I will make uh, key points how what we need to do. We are not going to the closing scene today, maybe tomorrow. So open your Bible, book of Mark, chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, the last uh, section, 35 to 41. Mark chapter 5, uh, chapter 4, 35 through 41. So devotional Bible study is a little bit different from regular Bible study. My definition of devotional Bible study is you do it in the morning, try to catch or try to see the character of Christ from the passage. Or trying to see the character of the people in that passage and trying to see the application of that. At the end of that devotional Bible study, write a little note in your notebook or in your smartphone and just a little note. I came, I'm coming away with this thought today. Just short. You can put in the little paper. And so throughout the day, you can take it out and read it, and what? The very first day we talked about meditate, regurgitate, ponder, thought about it. Yes? Short um, thought here. I went to a seminar three years ago at camp meeting, and they talked about doing that, taking one sentence. So I started doing that. Good. One sentence. And I put it, I started, I just had a little notebook, and I wrote it down. I now have three or four or five little notebooks. I can read, I can take those notebooks, 
and just read through them and it's like just condensed yeah. treasures. Good testimony. Okay. So <coughs> that's what we need to get it. No more uh, Bible study, especially inductive Bible study, it has what? You know that observation, what's the next? Interpretation, and the third one is application. So in the interpretation, you have to study culture, context, before and after, the, the geographical location of that place, and all kinds of th things that you can correctly interpret that passage. Interpretation is what the author is trying to say to the people at that time. So to correctly interpret that, we have to know the background. And we, we don't have time for that in devotional Bible study in the morning. So you do that in the later days, later time. But you need to spend some time in observation. Observation, uh, we have to give you the handout when you leave. Observation includes, uh, we touched on a little bit on the meditation, uh, why, uh, how, uh, who, where, when, those questions. The main thing is observe. Observe is what, it, what the passage says. There is nothing of your thought into it. It's just observe. We just see, okay, this board is what? Observe, flat, white, or there is a little picture in there. Just observe the things. It's got a frame, aluminum frame. Just observe. That's observe. So there's nothing about I think. That's, it comes handy when you go to the application. So the more you ask, you can ask, why is this passage here? Where is Jesus in here? Why is he there? Those kind of questions. Where is this place? Is this one in Michigan Lake? Where is this? So let's go to the Mark chapter 4, verse 35. And, and, so he finished the story of up to that point. It says, and the same day, the same day as he expounded on all those parables. The same day as he finished preaching the parable. When the even was come, he, who is he? So we have to ask, who is he? Okay, so Jesus said unto them, who is them? Disciples, let us pass over unto the other side. And we don't know what the other side, when we are reading this. Okay, let's just assume, just keep reading. Let's pass over to the other side. Who, is, who said that? Jesus said that, let us. No, just remember that it's Jesus who said that. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. So here's a ship, 
has Jesus in it, and then there are other ships, little ships following. Little ships. Mark uh, is the shortest gospel, and he uses very his word vocabulary very effectively. He doesn't spare many words. And verse 37. And there arose a what kind of a storm? Great storm. So if you remember that, there's a great storm of the ship, of the wind, great storm of wind. So just to think, the storm was not there at the beginning of their journey. If there was, they wouldn't go in there. There was what kind of storm of wind? Great. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. So just imagine the wave was coming in. Disciples was trying to get the little bucket out and then trying to dump it out. The, the rate of water coming in is greater than just like, I don't go there. <laughs> so, now it is full. Now, until that time, they didn't call Jesus, right? Now, and he was in the hinder part of the, thank you, uh, of the ship. So who is he? Jesus. What was he doing? He was sleep on a pillow. Now on a pillow, so he was very comfortable. Even though boat was doing this and then doing this. And the water was full. And they woke him up. Now until that time, they didn't wake him up. They tried very hard on their own, and they woke him up. And say unto him, Master, what did they say? Carest thou not that we perish? Don't you care? We are about to die? That's the observation. And he says, and he arose and he rebuked the disciples. No. He arose and he rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, and said what? Peace, be still. He rebuked, he rebuked the wind and said, be peace, be still. Peace be stay, still. The original word it says, keep on being still. And the wind ceased, and there was what kind of calm? Great calm. Great storm, great calm. You go to the, uh, the full of bucket, and then you swoosh around and trying to stop it, it doesn't stop right away. It takes a while. 
and this Sea of Galilee. And there was a great storm. And he said, peace be still. And right away, great calm. So Mark is trying to tell us what? The supernatural power that Jesus has against the nature. And then now he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have such a little faith? Are you sure? No faith? Is it your Bible? What Bible are you using? Is it King James? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. You have no faith. No faith. Let's finish up 41. And they, who is they? Exceedingly and said unto another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Up to that point, they disciples saw Jesus, what? Healing all kinds of diseases. He went into the town and healed everybody in that town. And casting out the demoniacs. All kinds of things. But this is the first time they saw the nature obey his command. They saw it. And they feared. They had awe exceedingly. Watch how Mark uses exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. So observation, there are more to observe. So we see that Jesus said, let us, as Jesus said. They do not know what's going to happen in the sea, but Jesus know, knew what's going to happen. And Jesus knew what's going to happen on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. In Mark chapter 5, there's a, a demon-possessed young man there. So we will skip the uh, interpretation that you do it. Later time you can study why there is a, uh, it's a plausible that great storm that Satan can uh, play because of the geographical location of the uh, Sea of Galilee. Those kind of things you can study later. So the question, the question is, what kind of a character do you see here from Jesus? Nothing? Hmm? He was very authoritative. Very authoritative. Yeah, he had authority. Yes, very good. Others? Yes? Hmm. Hmm, he was sleeping. Then we need to think, how could he sleep? So we need to ask questions. How could he sleep? Okay? 
That's a good. So, what kind of character can you see? Uh huh. So he knew exactly what to do. Okay. Yes, sir. I, I wonder if he didn't recognize that the storm had to be supernatural. Yeah. So, since the storm was supernatural and he was not fighting against nature, he was Satan. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that's uh, that's good, but we cannot really see it in this text. What we can see from the text, we need to get it. He was calm. He was very. He had a good authority over nature. Peace, be still, and then boom, there was a super calmness in the sea. Yes, sir. Hmm. Okay. Since he knew all the prophecies, this is not the time. His time is not yet. And then we see it in the gospel. My time is not yet. In the book, especially Gospel of John. And then later on, my time is here. Good. What about uh, what do you see from the character? Uh, these disciples. What kind of character do you see from them? Yes, ma'am. Self-dependent. Okay. All right. Anything else? Anyone else? They are not at peace. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. And Jesus was there. They have seen what he could do. And Jesus was there, right there. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. They they thought they could handle it because they, they grew up. Let's see. They're accusing too. They accuse Jesus of not caring. Ah. So not only do they not replace him. Okay. So from the disciples' manifestation of their character in crisis, so what do we do? We ask our quest, question to ourselves. Am I like disciples right now, today? Instead of going to Jesus right away, when there's a great storm happens, Jesus. Well, let me try for a while. And then, doesn't work. Oh, Jesus, help us. Can, am I doing that or not? Why is it my Christian walk in such a way that immediately when things are happening, I know, what can I do? I cannot do anything. Lord, here it is. So that's something. There are other things that we can do. And Jesus says, how come you have no faith? So we have to uh, think about ourselves. I thought I had a little faith. But it, whenever we try to do it our way, what Jesus is saying that, my son, my daughter, you don't have any faith. So we have to say that, help thou mine unbelief. Are you saying that she didn't believe in Jesus? 
And when the great storm happens, if I were them, I mean, always Monday morning quarterback is easier. <laughs> so I would have <laughs> waken up, Jesus, oh, look, great storm. We are fishermen, but nothing like this. What happened to the little ship? Good question. Mark doesn't say. But I believe they got the benefit of that. And Mark mentioned that the small other ships, so they were in that storm when Jesus said, peace be still. And later on, when they got to the shore, all those people, they were talking to each other. And Jesus said, why are ye so fearful? How is that ye have no faith? So he, here's, here's what I uh, see. He took care of the emergency situation first. And then counsel. I don't think he was really, he was always calm. I don't think he would really. <gasps> he had a compassion in his voice, kindly. Oh, my child. Why are you so fearful? I'm here in the same boat. So we should be like little children. Whenever there's something happened, they run to their mom, not to their dad, not run to their mom, always. As long as there's mom, so we forget that. So I remember when I was a young lad, when as soon as I come back from elementary school, going in, open the door, mom! If mom is at home, if she's not at home, it's like, what? Always, like little kid. We have to develop the 100%. So from here, what passage, what verse do you like most? What impresses you? Everybody is different. Maybe there's some consensus everybody likes. But that's what you want to find out. I like this verse this morning. Somehow this verse jumps out at me. And then you have to pray. I encourage you to pray. Why is the verse, this verse is jumping out from the all the others? And if we read the same passage, Next year or six months later, some other time, maybe some other verse. Because my Christian walk right now is going to be different from my Christian work in the future. And my situation is different. And Holy Spirit will impress me with a different Bible verse. Okay, my child, this is what you need today. 
So what did we say yesterday? We read the Bible, uh, pray at the beginning of the Bible before we open, and as we read the Bible, we pray. So we need to ask, Lord, what does this mean? How does this one apply to me right now? So help me. The key thing is that you're writing out the thoughts that the Holy Spirit gave you. You need to write it down somewhere so you can take it out throughout the day and think about it. That's how we walk with Jesus. This is you. This is you, your calm, always, and I'm not, and Lord, help me. So every day, and every, whenever you, you're going somewhere, you take it out, <coughs> except while you're driving, you just, that is the key part. You write something down as this young lady gave a testimony. Write it out and think. Remember, the Ellen White said that Enoch, is this the way, Lord? In every step, whatever he does, is this the way, Lord? That's how he walked with God. And as he worked with God for a long time, and he was almost at the gate of heaven, and God said, come on, he's grabbed him. So it's time to need to give these uh, handouts. I have to sort out which one to give today the challenge is that I made uh, 30 copies uh, before I came here and then I asked her to there was one handout that uh, yesterday I gave out which yesterday I gave this one, uh, Encountering God in Prayer, a model for prayer. That's very good. You can use this one as especially the, when you are uh, consecrating and uh, confessing your sins. And if you're on the other side, there are seven items here, what to pray for ourselves. This is at least the seven things that we need to pray. And uh, I didn't explain it, but I usually take about uh, 60 minutes to go through this one. So you just pray, and hopefully you will understand. Okay? I'm going to leave another handout here. So as you leave, take one. Don't forget, uh, this one is um, dying to self and the beauty of humility.
the sin started from Lucifer's pride. So we need to learn about humility and dying to self. What I usually do is I take one section and then contemplate it. For instance, when you are forgotten or neglected or purposely said or not, and you don't sting and hurt with the insult or the oversight, but your heart is still happy, being counted worthy to suffer for Christ. That is dying to self. So I'm not there yet. When you're forgotten, when I'm forgotten, neglected, purposely said or not, I'm praying, Lord, let not heart be sting or hurt with this kind of insult. <coughs> Help me to be really happy because I'm counted worthy to suffer for you. Make everything as a prayer. And the other side has a, a proud, self-filled people, pride people, desire to be a success, to be a success so others will see. Humble, selfless people desire to be faithful so that God's glory may be seen. I'm not there yet. Lord, help me to be faithful to you so that your glory may be revealed to others. So, good one to contemplate when somebody step on you, hurt you badly, then think about this. That goes along with uh, Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you, the mind of Christ. So since all of you have a handout, and, uh, page one, <clears throat> how to study the Bible, and step one is what? Observation. This is what you are asking when you read the passage. Who, what, where, when, why, so what? And consider great controversy. And how this, the passage we studied that great stone that Jesus had, there's a great controversy that Satan is trying to eliminate everyone. So as a Seventh-day Adventist who have studied the great controversy book and also Revelation 12, there's war in heaven and then still going on and the last verse says that Satan is trying to eliminate his people, remnant. So always think about how this passage illuminates great controversy going on. And all those questions you ask, there's a little sub-questions you can ask. So your devotional Bible study, it, it'll take more than a few minutes. And if you, are, if you are putting this one in the middle of that sanctuary prayer format, and you praise the Lord and confess your sin, and then you're washed, you're strengthened by his word, and then ask for the Holy Spirit 
to be in you, ask for wisdom, understanding, and come to this table of showbread and study his word, you might have already spent 40 minutes. So here's the question. What time do you think you need to get up? And to get up earlier than what we have been, then you need to go to bed early. For you to go to bed early, your supper has to be well before your night-night time. And it needs to be light. The key is studying his word for us to get up early with fresh thoughts, then we need to go to bed with empty stomach. So everything is, everything is focused on my time with the Lord. Remember, when you were dating, everything culminates with that time of date. The whole week, just after you departed with her, and you're waiting for the next date and preparing every day. So in the evening, you need to prepare for the thought of meeting Jesus through his word. That is the key. So when you go to bed, meditate upon his word. And that's the way to go to bed. Really to know, John 17, 3, and this is what? Life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Boom. Wake up. My Lord. So step two, interpretation. I didn't spend a lot of there. That's where you need to think. Context, cross-reference, culture, conclusion, consultation, Bible dictionary, and all that. Now, key is step three, application. How does this passage apply to me? So, I don't know what you're talking about. Then here's an example. Here is how we can ask ourselves that how does this one application questions. Is there an example for me to follow? Well, Jesus Christ, calm always. How was he so calm? Because he was connected to his Father in heaven. So therefore, we need to be connected with him all the time. John 15, abide in me and I in you. There is an example not to follow. His disciples. So when there is a problem happens, Lord, help me to seek you right away. Rather than I'll do it my way. <coughs> Remember the song? Those older folks. So we don't do that. We don't do our way. We do God's way all the time. That's the sin to avoid. Um, 
So is there a promise to claim? Not every passage you will find this. Is there a prayer to repeat? So those are the ones. In the back page, there's an application. There's a little more detailed explanation. Okay. So uh, what I like to do is I'm going to go over another passage very quickly so we can uh, practice a little more. Okay, next chapter, Mark chapter 5, I'm just picking up the very familiar story. Uh, five. When you take the passage the very first time that you are not familiar with, you read it through three or four times. So we are encouraging Heartland College. If you are trying to understand the passage, read at least seven times. Now, our religion majors, if you want to preach, you need to read at least 50 times before you even thinking about getting up there. So read it, uh, 24. This is familiar story. And Jesus went with him who is him. Jairus, right? The context is, is that Jairus came to Jesus and my daughter is really gravely sick. So Jesus is going with him. Mark chapter 5, verse 24. And on, on his, his way with Jairus. And that's the story. Story within the story. With him meant much people. How many people? Much people followed him and thronged him. There is a reason why Mark said that. And a certain woman, what's her name? Her name is certain, right? <laughs> so there's no name given. But Jairus, Mark gave Jairus' name. Certain woman which had the issue of blood, how many years? Twelve years. You know the custom culture that time, if you have an issue of blood, you are unclean for seven days. But this woman had a what? 12 years, so she cannot go to her home church, right? Or her friends and families, because she's unclean. Whoever she touches, they become unclean. And he had suffered, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. So if you study during this time, you just accept that okay, she got worse. And you can study the uh, 22,000 years ago, the remedy of the, how they healed the people. They had all kinds of interesting ideas of healing people, all kinds of insects they grind together and put in them and have them drink it, and all kinds of things. And no wonder she, got, she grew worse. But 27, and she had heard of Jesus. Had heard, this is what? Past 
perfect, ongoing, not just once, twice, several times, had heard of Jesus. Came in the press behind. So head of Jesus space came. And that time, that space is not few seconds. Heard once, Jesus healed somebody. Oh, and then she heard Jesus healed leper. Ooh, that hasn't happened since Naaman. And then heard that Jesus went through the town and healed everybody. Ooh, then heard. And every time when she hears, should I go to him? But I'm clean, unclean. And I heard some more. Maybe I should go. But I'm unclean. They're going to really stone me or something. I'm afraid. But I have this problem for 12 years. He may be my only hope. Here's the plan. So there is a, you have to see that there's a time interval there. Had heard of Jesus, space came. It's not just one time. Should I go mission camp first time? I heard some good things. But I got so many things here. And then heard, oh, Pastor Finley is coming. Oh, maybe I should go. And Pastor Brasher said, oh, I really should go. <laughs> See, had heard of Jesus. And then decided. And she decided. She came. How did she come? Came in the press behind and touched his garment. How did Mark know this? And she was thinking, how did Mark know this? Okay, hold that thought. And she said, she was thinking, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. I'll just touch. Who was in this morning uh, 1045 seminar? You know what's in that garment. And she was going to touch the garment, the blue trim. And that obedience to, it reflects the obedience to God's law. And she felt, she thought, if I just touch, then I may be whole. But how does Mark know? How did he know this? Hold the thought. And Jesus, and I shall be whole, and straight away, that's Mark's favorite word, straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body and she was healed of that plague. And you know you're healed. When the person is in 12 years of sickness and when you confess your sins and your burden is lifted right away or it takes a long while. And she was healed right away. And Jesus, there's another word, immediately knowing in himself that virtue, power has gone out of him. 
and turned him around in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And Mark wrote it in verse 24. Much people followed. People thronged him and people milling around. And Jesus turned around and who touched? And his disciples, and in another gospel says, Peter, thou see all these people? And you said, who touched me? Jesus, I think you need rest. All these people, and you are asking who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. In other words, when she, in the verse 30, when he asked who touched my clothes, he was looking at the woman, who touched me? Who touched me? And he looked around to see her that she had, had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what has done in her, and ran away. So that what she did? And she, what did she do? Came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. How did Mark knew about her thought? Because she said it. She said it here. And he said unto her, what did he say? Certain woman, what did he say? Daughter. No name at the beginning, now, boom, daughter. Jesus didn't say, to, say that my son, says Jairus. I would rather be called my son, daughter. Thy faith has made thee whole. There's something wrong. Jesus said, you're touching my garment made you whole. He didn't say that. He said what? Your faith. So your faith shown in your touching my garment. Raise your faith, your faith. And go in peace. And if she didn't come forward, she might have been healed, but there is no spiritual restoration. Salvation is assured. It says, go in peace and be all of thy place. Okay, what do you see here? What kind of character do you see from Jesus? That's the key of the devotional Bible study. What do you see here? Jesus, what? It's compassion. Okay. What else? Only compassion. Hmm? Knowledge? Okay. So that's what Desiree says that she, he knew, so he was going into that direction. Hmm? Encouraging. Okay. So what is encouraging? Go in peace, you're healed. Okay. So, and also there is a... The, hmm? 
Go ahead. Okay. Called the daughter. Very good. So if we come to Jesus, he will accept us. If we confess everything, then he will accept us. That's a comforting. That's peace. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's one thing that what Jesus asked her to come forward is that he wanted to correct her conception. It's not touching the garment. That's a mystic belief. It's not touching. It's her faith. So he wanted to correct that. That's one thing. And also that he knew about all of us. So by her testifying it, Mark can write it so we can study it. So our faith can increase. What about the disciples' uh, words? What can you? Yes, yes, sir. So if I want to elaborate a little bit, and so many people are praying every day, and how many of those prayers will go to the throne of God? The ones that with their prayer is sincere, honest, desperate, like this woman. And this is once or never opportunity. I need to go. So many people touching him, but he recognized only one. And so many people praying. Only few will touch the throne of God. So therefore, my prayer, our prayer, has to be really sincere. Make sure that I know what I'm praying about. When uh, our granddaughter was born almost a year ago with a genetic uh, problem, she was born with microintestine. From day two, she could not hold it down, everything. So from day two, she was in TPNS, they call it, with two. So from day two, everybody we knew they were praying. We don't know. This is one of the only 200 cases in the world. Very rare. So that prayer was very desperate. You led her to be born in this world. 
And science has no idea. The only solution is transplant. That's very complicated procedure. On the tiny baby. So our prayer is, Lord, this problem is yours. You created. So the option was transplant or hospices for the babies. But there is always a third option, prayer. So my daughter took her home and gave her a lot of touch, a lot of mother's love. And after almost a month, we all flew into Colorado. And my son came, and then he dedicated the baby. And he went home, and unbeknownst to him, that his church was praying 48 hours every hour, prayer chain going on. And he didn't know that. And we didn't know it, but that time that uh, my granddaughter, our granddaughter began to have a bowel movement. Praise the Lord. And since then, she's okay. But we do not know whether her intestine is expanded or not. We didn't go through the test. So what? Every day is a miracle. Every day, pray. So that kind of prayer is more sincere than praying for myself. This is a little tiny baby. So those kind of prayer, I think, I believe all of us have those kind of desperate prayers. We don't know what to do. Those options are not really good options. So this is yours. So everything that we encounter from this passage, we can see that this is not my problem. I'm your child, and this problem is yours. With God, nothing is impossible. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we are grateful you gave us these passages for us to learn about you and learn about our Christian work. So as we go through each day, as we open your word and study and meditatively and prayerfully and seeking to find about your character, we ask that you reveal to us the what kind of character is needed for me for that day. So continue to bless us, the, this remainder of this camp meeting, and bless all of us as we learn more about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. 
If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.